Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Nightcap. She loves the Stanley Cup. Hockey man is what I am. Let's go. Listen, listen to what I say. Play that game the Canadian way. Hockey man is what I am. Let's go. It's the Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. If that doesn't get you fired up for the playoffs, I don't know what will. It's the Nightcap. Jody Biasi here for full two hours on WGR. It's the beginning of the NHL playoffs. All right, let's go. Fired up. Five series start tonight. Later on, I want to rank them from most interesting to least interesting. We'll get to that in the next hour. Give you a little preview of each. Maybe pick them. I got my bracket done. That's the one positive of this playoff format that the NHL has done. You get to do a bracket. It's not quite the same as uh, March Madness, of course, because you don't have as many series to pick. But still pretty fun. And uh, it's more of a crapshoot. So you get more people involved. You don't really need to know about, a lot about hockey. You could do a bracket. You could win. Really, there's like two teams in the entire playoffs that I would say just have zero chance of winning uh, the Stanley Cup. Columbus, because they got to play Tampa and probably Colorado past that. like You could really make an argument for anybody. So we'll talk a lot of playoffs in the second hour. We will keep you updated throughout the night on playoff action and uh, scoring updates. And the only game that is getting underway at 7 o'clock is Tampa Bay and Columbus. If you're looking for it on TV, because it's across the NBC family of networks, um, which is NBCSN, USA, NHL Network, CNBC, I think, is going to have some games at some point. I remember Golf Channel had a game last year. I'm not sure if that's going to happen again. Yeah, that's right. My, my intern here, Mar- Marcos, is making a face. That happened. There was an NHL playoff game on the Golf Channel last year. I don't think that's happening again this year. But um, we'll let you know, of course, if, it, if, that, if that is going to happen at some point. Uh, tonight's first game is on USA, so if you're looking for it, it is on USA. And that is the Blue Jackets and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Anthem's going on right now. Sabres Coach Watch continues here on WGR, and that is brought to you by Straight Up Wines and Liquors. Go straight up Elmwood to Washington and Kenmore for saving selection and service. And I'm in a, I think we're all kind of in a weird place right now with the coaching search, right? Like, it's one guy. 
it's one guy that no one really seems to have a strong opinion on. Todd McClellan's in town. There's pictures of him on social media in the arena today. He's watching his son practice. His son's playing in the Frozen Four tomorrow. And he's talking to the Kings. And this morning it was reports that he's going to sign with the Kings. And then, all right, we got Pierre LeBron kind of pushing back on that. All right, he's still out there, still considering the Sabres, still considering the Kings. He's going to meet with Buffalo today. We've got McClellan watch, really, is what we got right now. It's McClellan watch. We don't have any other candidate out there, do we? There's no one even reportedly out there that they want to talk to other than Jeremy White's secret Twitter guy who or secret source that mentioned Elaine Vigneault and, jo- and uh, Quenville. Quenville's gone, of course, so Vigneault's still out there. He's going to coach Team Canada. You can make a connection there. Vigneault's going to coach Team Canada at the Worlds, and Bottrell's one of the GMs for Team Canada at the Worlds. There you go. There's your connection. And I'm just kind of like, where are we at right now with this coaching search? Like, who's your favorite idea? Who's your least favorite idea? That's kind of how I want to set it up tonight. Because I'm just not hearing a lot of names. It's McClellan. And like I said, does anyone really have a real strong opinion on him? He's coming across as like a pretty good coach, but, you know, he's not the whale. He's not Babcock or Quenville. He's not the guy that you're paying big money to get. He's not the guy that you're competing with four other teams to get. He's not the guy that every team in the league would call when available. So I've got him. And the only whale that was out there, Joel Quenville, like he's he's off the market. So like who's my top name supposed to be? It sounds to me like most fans out there, and maybe this is just because those fans are louder than the rest of them right now. Like Lindy Ruff is the name I'm getting thrown in my face the most. That's the name to me that most people are calling in with, is Lindy Ruff. And that doesn't really sound realistic to me. There's merit to that to doing that. But that's the name. Like, who else is anybody talking about? On Twitter, about a half hour ago, just to kind of gauge where the fan base is as best I could with the Lindy Ruff thing, is... I just put out a Twitter poll. Do you want Lindy Ruff as the next Sabre coach? And I'm going to be honest, when I put that out there, I expected it to come back overwhelmingly yes, because that's what we've heard from a lot of people. But the last I checked, it was like 70% no. So that maybe just has me thinking that, you know, people are calling in about Lindy Ruff being the next Sabre coach, but in reality... It's not a major portion of the fan base. And I, I think that's that's kind of smart. You don't want the guy just because he was your former coach. In a, in a sense, too, like you can co- counteract that with, I also don't want you to eliminate him as a candidate just because he was the former Sabre coach. Like you don't want to eliminate Lindy Ruff as a candidate because they would make fans happy. Like You don't want to do that. But really, when you do boil it down, like you're not hiring the Rangers assistant coach. You're not doing that. It's not happening. So, you can call in with Lindy if you want, and we can talk about that if you want, for sure. Like, he is a name out there. And to this point, other than Todd McClellan, there's nobody else that's been connected to the Sabres more than Lindy has, because really nobody else has been connected to the Sabres. So, 803-0550 is the phone number tonight, uh, as it normally is. And you can get in your thoughts on that. Who do you think is your number one 
idea for head coach. I want your least favorite idea too. Like I want the I want the coach that would make you most upset because to me I have a guy for that. And a lot we're talking a lot about what we want in the next coach. And of course I want that as well from you, but I do want to know too what your least favorite idea is because to me that is clear as day in my head. I want no part of the Sabres hiring Elaine Vigneault as their head coach. I want nothing to do with that idea. And that might come off a little hypocritical when I just kind of said, like, I'd be okay with McClellan being the coach. And if you stack those two guys up together, uh, resume versus resume, like, they're pretty similar. The only difference, really, is that Vigneault has gone further in the playoffs than McClellan has. We already have a brawl in the NHL playoffs. Sorry, I got distracted from my point. I peeked up just to make sure there hadn't been a goal yet in this Blue Jackets uh, Lightning game, and it's not even three minutes into the game, and it's a it's a brawl. Maybe not quite a brawl. We'll, we'll call it a, we'll call it a a hootenanny or a scrum, something along those lines. Playoffs are back. Anyways, what was I talking about? Elaine Vigneault versus McClellan. The biggest difference there to me, why. I want no part of Vigneault is because when I did a little bit of research on him and like why he was fired in New York, the reasons he was fired from the Rangers is something I just don't want. I just don't want here. And it's the fact that he would play veterans and he would keep playing veterans and he would not give opportunities to the young guys. They have a young European winger, really fast. His name is Pavel Buchnevich. He's pretty good. He's not some superstar. He probably will never be some sort of superstar, but he's a good player. And the kid just couldn't get any ice time when Vigneault was the coach. He was playing guys like Cody McLeod, who, if you don't know who Cody McLeod is, like I don't, I don't know if I can even come up with a comparison like off the top of my head. He is a fourth line. He was one of the last. Uh, he's not a goon, but maybe one of the last like fighters. Fighters, like he could play. He wasn't John Scott. But Sean Thornton is a good comparison to like what Cody McLeod was. He was playing that guy, but couldn't find ice time for the young, skilled European. And that's just one example, but there were several instances of that while he was the coach of the Rangers. And I don't have a team that's set up for that. I think the Kings right now, who are looking at a Todd McClellan, like that's a team to me that makes sense for an Elaine Vigneault, because their best players are veterans. It's Dowdy, it's Kopitar, it's Jonathan Quick, I know that's a goaltender, but... Tyler Toffoli, Jeff Carter, like their core of players that are good are veterans. That's a team that makes sense to me for a guy like Elaine Vigneault. Here, all my good players are 23 and under. So that is why that guy, I want no part of Elaine Vigneault as the Sabres head coach. And it's the retread route. Like, if if I can avoid that, I'd like to. If they're going to do it, McClellan's fine. There's maybe even better options out there, I guess. Boudreaux's not going to get fired in Minnesota, so maybe I can't do better than McClellan if I'm going to go retread. But I want to avoid that if I can. And there are several options in other pools that you can dip your toes into that nobody does. European head coaches, college coaches, which rarely happens. That at least happens a little bit. But... College coaches rarely get hired straight from there. Um, 
junior hockey. Like there, there's other pools that I want to dip my toes into. That's not the retread route. So let me know what you think. 803-0550 is the phone number. Let's start off with Jonathan and Alden. Jonathan, you're on the nightcap. What's up, man? Hey, Joe. Um, first of all, I want to say the coach I least want is uh, Lindy Ruff. I mean, I, we've, so we've been down this road with Marv Levy. I personally, in my opinion, I think people who whine are crazy, but. A, a coach I might want is um, we might want to wait. I might want to wait around and maybe see if John Tortorella or um, Babcock might be available if we want to go the retry route. But I really like what you posted on WGR 550 about um, avoiding the retry coaches. Maybe we should try one of those coaches on there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, thanks for the call, man. It's interesting that you're in the camp of Lindy would be my least favorite idea. Um, I get that, but it's to me, I think it's harder to make an argument that that's a terrible idea than to make an argument that it's a good idea. I think it's an okay idea. I don't want to do it because of what, like Bulldog put, put it this way earlier on the afternoon show. I wouldn't trust the motivations behind hiring Lindy. That would just be like, okay, we can get away with this. Like, I'm okay with him as a coach. He's got a, repu- he's got a good reputation. He's got credibility. But why am I really doing that? I'm doing that because the fans are mad at me. That's why I'm doing it. I think. Because otherwise, you're not getting to the Rangers assistant coach as your next head coach. You're not. Let's continue on the phone lines to Anthony and Amherst. Actually, sorry, Anthony, we're going to go to Chris in Buffalo first. Chris, you're on the nightcap. What's up? How's it going? I, I agree with you on the Vigneault point. Uh that feels much like Biles, much just playing old guys, playing veterans just to play them. Yep. Um, McClellan doesn't really evict any strong emotion from me. It is what it is. Right. I, th- I feel like that's the feeling among, around most uh, Sabre fans with him, too. Yeah. I really like Chris Taylor. I think he needs to uh, go deep in the playoffs to be considered, but he's really interesting. He knows the young guys. I think he just needs to make a playoff push to prove that you know he can be ready for the next step. That's an interesting point. I haven't really heard that brought up, the fact of kind of like how the Amherst uh, playoffs would affect his candidacy. And I don't know that that should matter too much, but I also don't think that it should be irrelevant. If they win the Calder Cup, I think it's really hard to deny him that head coaching job. Right? If you have a vacancy and your AHL coach just won the Calder Cup, how do you not hire that guy? So maybe they, they may McClellan's being talked to right now. If they jump on that, then of course it does won't really matter how he, the Amherst do in the playoffs. But if you don't have a guy in place and he starts going deep into the AHL playoffs, I think that will certainly strengthen his candidacy. I don't think that it should be the sole thing you're deciding on. Like If right now they have decided we don't want him to be our next head coach in the NHL, then you should probably discount what happens. Like If you don't want him to be your head coach right now and then they go deep, I don't think you should completely change your opinion and just go out and hire him. But if he's a, if he's a legitimate candidate right now and that happens, then I think you got to hire him. So that's an interesting point. Let's go to Anthony and Amherst. Anthony, you're on the nightcap. What's up, man? Hey, Joe, I love your insight. Look, I'm of the crowd that I would prefer Lindy, and it's it's for these reasons. I think that he's a no-BS guy. I think he's a tough leader. I think he's what Jack and these young guys need. But my other point is that, really, I would like another coach with the same personality, but we know Lindy. We know what he brings. Um, what I would least like in a coach is another softy, another pushover. Look, Phil's a lovable guy, but he just doesn't have 
the firmness that I believe that this team needs. Um, tell the truth, I'd like to see Darlene be captain, but I know that that's an unpopular opinion and it's not going to happen. Uh, at least for right now. I've actually thought to myself, I, I wonder what you think about this idea, because you're not going to make him captain at 19 if you're going to do that, but maybe someday kind of do the Drury Breer thing. Like if Darlene gets into his early 20s and he becomes a legitimate leader on this team and Eichel seems like a pretty accepting guy, I wonder if they would consider doing like a co-captain thing. Yeah, hey, I was listening when Bulldog made that comment earlier and I literally laughed out loud in my car because he said it as like an out-there suggestion and then the guys were laughing about it just thinking how plausible and how Buffalo the thing that would be. But I really think Lindy has the mm-hmm. firmness and the testicular fortitude to lead these young guys. I really do. Yeah, thanks, Anthony, for the comment. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't mind it. You make good points. There's merit to him as a coach. But I just I can't get there. I can't get there. If they did it, part of me would love it. The kid in me would love it. I grew up with Lindy as my head coach. He was the only head coach I knew. Think of me as a 23-year-old Sabre fan. And he's here till 2013. My entire life growing up, he was the coach. And I met him a couple times. A great guy. Has anyone ever met him and had a bad story to tell about Lindy? I mean, he was in the organization for 30 years. Longer, maybe? When was he drafted? Late 70s? And other than a pit stop to be the assistant coach for the Florida Panthers in the mid-90s, The dude was here for how long? I tried looking this up last year and I never got to an answer, but I still suspect that Lindy Ruff has more games combined, played for, and coached for in one organization than any person in NHL history. To this point, I haven't found anybody that has more than him. 78 was when he was drafted, or is when he started playing for the Sabres. He was here until, what do we got, late 80s? 89. So from 79 79 to 89, so that's 10 years. And then he's back here in 97 till 2013. So that's 16 years. It's 26 years. Like I said, about three decades of work that man put into your organization. So I get it. But it feels like you're moving backwards if you do that. It just feels like you're moving backwards. It's not my least favorite idea. As I said, Elaine Vigneault is my least favorite idea, but I can't get there. On Twitter, I asked the same question I've been asking here. What's your favorite and least favorite idea? First one I got from Bill Perry, Lindy Ruff, and Lindy Ruff. And that's kind of how I feel about it, in a sense. He, and, and Part of me, he's my favorite idea. The other part of me, he's my least favorite idea. So I guess I'm just going to even that out and say that that's somewhere in the middle. But I get that uh, that's it, that sort of sentiment. We'll keep rolling through your tweets as we progress here on your favorite and least favorite. and a lot of reaction on social media. And if you want to keep getting in on the phone lines, we'll keep rolling through calls in the next segment. Also in the text line at 550-550. Quick scoring update in the NHL. Didn't take the lightning long. They're up one nothing against Columbus. Not even 10 minutes into the game. The goal came a couple uh, couple minutes back. Elks Kalorn on a breakaway. This NHL scoring playoff update is brought to you by Fiegel and Carr, your border attorneys. And the other game that's about to get in action in about four or five minutes is the Islanders hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we'll keep you updated on the playoffs throughout the show. Who's your favorite idea for Sabres head coach? Who's your least favorite idea for Sabres head coach? 
Let me know what you think. 803-0550 is the phone number. It's the Nightcap with Jody Biasi here on WGR. That is a goal horn, and that means we have a scoring update for you. The Tampa Bay Lightning living up to the hype. They're up two zip. Anthony Sorelli with the goal. Anthony Sorelli, who ranks 10th. This this freaking team, man. Anthony Sorelli ranks 10th on the Lightning in points this season. You know how many goals he had? 19. 19. How many Sabres had 19 goals this year? Was it three? I was just looking through some of Tampa's stats. By the way, that NHL scoring update is brought to you by Fiegel and Carr, your border attorneys. Uh, I was just looking at their stats, and it's just... Some of it's just ridiculous. Three guys reaching 40 goals. Point with 41. Kucherov with 41. Stamkos with 45. Three guys reaching 90 points. Point, Stamkos, both in the 90s. Kucherov with 128. And then... Just the, the the amount of guys you had even reached double-digit goals. Like Cedric Paquette's a fourth-liner guy scored 13. Elks Kalorn, who had their first goal, 18. It's like their ninth-best player. Tyler Johnson, 29. Yanni Gord, 22. You might not even know who that is. He has 22 goals. Hedman on the blue line with 54 points. Like Their team, I said it last night. On my brief nightcap, that they're the best team in twenty. They're the best team I think I've seen in my lifetime. And the way Greg Wachinski put it the other day is that they're the best team in twenty years. So, uh, it's it's trending that way early. They're up two nothing on Columbus. Who's not a slouch? Like when Matt Duchesne's your second line center, you're no slouch. He might even be their first line center right now. I'm not sure where he's been playing in the lineup. All right, eight hundred three hundred five fifty is the phone number. We've been talking a lot about the Sabres coach search in the first segment. What's your favorite idea? What's your least favorite idea? I promised that we would go through some tw- some tweets. We'll do that in a second. First, let's get a call on the line because John's been waiting patiently. John in Buffalo, you're on the nightcap. What's up, man? Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good. How about you? I really, I really don't have a least favorite. Okay. I'm really starting. I'm really starting to warm up to Chris Miller the more I hear about him and I hear him talk. But my favorite all-time coach, and I bring him back for a third time, he had to trade players away to get the pick. I love Ted Nolan. Maybe I'm living in the past, but uh, I think Chris Taylor's your man. I really do, Joe. I do. I gotta be. I gotta be honest, man. I, Chris Taylor. Okay, fine. Uh, I think. I think I have a new least favorite idea. I think Ted Nolan coming back for a third stint is my least favorite idea. I mean, come on, come on. The guy was literally brought here to make sure, not to make sure, but he was here in part because you knew you were about to build the worst team in the in NHL history. Like you knew you were going to do that. So who's your coach? Ted Nolan. And now he's coaching Poland. That's that's a that's a real thing. I didn't just make that up. He is coaching the Polish national team. So no, I have, I have zero interest in that. And I think every hockey fan, Sabre fan in their right mind should have zero interest in that. Lindy Ruff is a thousand times better of an idea than Ted Nolan is. Uh, the Chris Taylor idea, like I'm starting to warm up to it a little bit. Um, it's not my favorite. I think that's kind of something a lot of teams just do. And the other thing you got to look at is he's not a strong candidate elsewhere. No other team in the NHL right now is thinking about making Chris Taylor their head coach. And I think you have to account for that. 
The same way no other team is, is thinking about making Lindy Ruff their head coach right now. The only guy I've seen that's an AHL coach for another team that's getting interest around the league is the Toronto guy, which I think is Sheldon Keith. He's the Marlies head coach. And a lot of you on Twitter like that idea. That I would do that, but like Chris Taylor, I think if I'm doing that, I'm just doing that because it's easy. Because my fans know who that is. Because some of my players know who that is. But he's not some hot young coach candidate around the league. He might become that. But right now, I think you can do better than just promote your AHL coach. That doesn't always work. They did that with Ron Rolston once upon a time. I know he probably wasn't qualified to do that. That gig, Ron Rolston. But like that's kind of what that was at the time, wasn't it? Didn't some people really like that idea? Development of the young kids in Rochester. Bringing the young guys up. Continuity. And that was a, that was a disaster. That dude was not an NHL head coach. But why did I make him my head coach? Because he was my AHL guy. And you know what? That's just it's, it's easy. I can just do that. Who's going to snicker at me promoting my AHL coach? Hire with, with, from within. Part, part of me doesn't like that idea. I'm okay with it. Um... But I, I think you can do better than just promote the AHL guy. Uh, Dave Tippett is a response from here on Twitter. I have not really heard his name yet. Uh, former Coyotes coach. I'm not even sure if he is interested in coaching anymore. Um, David says, I'll take Gronberg. And then Vigneault is my least favorite idea. Gronberg and Vigneault. Favorite idea, Chris Taylor. Least favorite idea, Elaine Vigneault. That's from Michael Fisher. Uh, Gronberg, top of the list. A lot of Gronberg. And he's a guy I wrote about today, WGR550.com. Uh, I didn't mention that yet earlier, but I wrote about some out-of-the-box coaching ideas. If you want to check that out, it's on our website. Gronberg was the top guy I mentioned. Ricard Gronberg is the head coach of the Swedish team, the Swedish national team. And, like, that is different. That is, I don't want to say innovative, but that's it's, it's a progressive idea. It's an idea that no team has acted on in 20 years. Think about that. This league has 30% of its players coming from Europe. Third, a third, just about a third of your players in the NHL are European. And you haven't had a European head coach since 2001. And I'm not saying the Sabres need to champion that just to... You know, be the team that's inclusive, but I actually think it's it's a smart idea. You're bringing in, say they hired Gronberg, who's the coach of Sweden. Uh, uh, Ronberg, not to confuse you here, is another guy who I wrote about in that same piece. He is the Frölunda head coach, which is in Sweden. He coached Dahlin. He coached Olsson. That's a guy I'd be interested in too. But I don't really know if you can get him to come here, and if you wanted to do that. Like, that's a risk. If you're Richard Ronberg, the Frolunda coach, and Roger Ronberg, sorry, if I'm him, I don't know if I'm doing that. Am I picking up my family and I'm leaving my home country of Sweden to go to a team in the NHL that kind of cycles through its head coaches? So I don't really know if that would work. But this Gronberg, with a G, Ricard Gronberg, the Sweden national head coach, he's talked openly several times about wanting to be the next European NHL head coach. And he's qualified to do it. 
he's coached here in North America, so it's not like he's completely unfamiliar with the culture and the language. He coached at St. Cloud State, one of the most prominent college programs. He coached in junior hockey in the WHL. He's coached NHL guys for the Swedish national team for a lot a lot of tournaments. So to me, that's a realistic idea. You could you I think you could execute on that idea if you wanted to do it. And I don't think it's this is all just, oh, I have Swedish players. I have Dalin, I have Nylander, I have Olofsson. Like I I think this is actually you trying to get ahead. You'd be introducing a new style, different systems that seemingly everyone else plays in the NHL. That was the one thing. I was Sportsnet did an article on Ricard Gronberg, on him wanting to be the next head coach in the NHL, and his comments in there, he's talking about how, you know, in the NHL, like, systems do differentiate, but for the most part, almost every NHL team is playing a very similar system, and there's tweaks. And... I don't know, man. It sounds like he would have something different to bring to the table, something more fluid, maybe something more offensive. That's the style of play that they play in Sweden. Just look at like what the, the defensemen that they churn out, I think, is the way to look at that. Almost all of the great Swedish defensemen are offensive. So that would make, that would make me intrigued to see like what that would look like in the NHL if you're bringing players up in that sort of system. Like, that's what I want to do here. I don't want to just settle for the top retread guy. You didn't land the whale Quenville. Like, th- this is what teams like the Sabres normally do. Oh, I couldn't get the top guy. I couldn't get the, the former Blackhawks coach with three rings. So let me do this. Let me hire McClellan. Because that's respectable. And, you know, people will talk good about that in national media. And they'll tell me how he's a, he's a good guy and he's going to get the most out of his players. But in reality, like I'm kind of settling when I'm doing that. I'm doing the easy thing. That's what McClellan is. That's what Vigneault is, even though I think that's a worse idea. You're still doing that. Like That's the easy thing. That's a respectable hire in hockey circles. Take a risk. Go for a European coach. Go for this Gronberg guy. See what happens. Instead of doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over. The one thing I went over a little bit last night, I didn't have a ton of time to explore it, but you look at how the NHL gets to their head coaches. How they get to those hires. It's the same people over and over. It's the same retread guys. And if it's not a retread, a guy that was a head coach somewhere else before, then I'm either hiring my AHL coach or I'm hiring an assistant off someone else's staff. And that's it. And this is not football where you've only got a couple of options. In the NFL, you can really you can hire someone's coordinator, you can promote from within, you could hire a former coach that's not really with someone right now, or you can go the college route. And that's it. That's really all you can do. Whereas in the NHL, I've got different pools all over the place I should be picking from. Or at least considering or exploring. I mean, you got pro leagues all over the place that are churning out good players. 
Europe. Like, why does the league just ignore that for forever? Someone's got to take a shot at that eventually. Why not me? Why not the Sabres? No one takes shots at college coaches. It's happened a couple of times. Montgomery in Dallas, Hackstall a couple years back in Philly, and Quinn with the Rangers. Past that, it's the only time that ever happens. No one's hiring straight from college. Another candidate that I was thinking about earlier, he's in Buffalo right now. This would be like sort of that. Scott Sandlin, head coach of Minnesota Duluth, two national championships. He's back in the Frozen Four right now. I'd rather have that. I'd rather give a guy like that a shot than hire a coach that I pretty much know what I'm getting. I don't want to know what I'm getting. Unless it's the whale. If it's the if it would have been Barry Trotz last year, or it would have been Babcock a few years back, or it would have been Quenville this year, I think I know what I'm getting there. I am getting one of the most respected coaches in hockey. I am getting the guy that everyone else I mean I'm getting the coach that all the other teams that need coaches are envious of. If I'm not doing that, I think you should go for the unknown. And I would want to take the risk at the unknown coach. Even the Sandlin from Minnesota Duluth. Maybe you hit big on that. Rather than McClellan, which I think I know what I'm getting. I think I'm getting a coach who's good enough to get me to the playoffs. I think I have a coach that is good enough where I'm not going to be in the bottom five of the league. But I also think I have a coach that I'm probably not winning the Stanley Cup with him. Take a swing. Because the other thing too is, if you hired a Ricard Gronbergs from Sweden and that works, you're going to look like geniuses. The Sabres would look like geniuses if they hit on something like that. So I just want to take the risk. Rather than just do the same thing over and over and over. Let's go to Brian in Buffalo. Brian, you're on the nightcap. What's up? Hey, Joe. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I just wanted to uh, say I think you contradicted yourself when you said, you know, I, I don't want to retread in Todd McClellan, but, you know, we can't get Joel Quinneville when he's a retread as well. Uh, well, to me, to me, the only reason that I would want him instead is because he is, like, the very, very top of that list. To me, in my mind, if you're going to go the retread route, I would only want you to do it if you are getting like the top guy on that list. And to me, you're working your way down to the middle and the bottom of that list since Quenville's off the market at this point. No, I agree with that, but I was just saying you said you didn't want to go the retread route. Right, I don't. Uh, so I would, I would argue that um, you know, going to the Swedish guy you're talking about, mm. uh, what comes to mind is the... Uh, the Chicago Bears coach from the CFL, Mark... Uh, Mark Trussman? Yeah. You know, going that seemed like a genius move. Uh, didn't work out. You know, I, I can't disagree with your point that, you know, it would look genius. What I will say is is that I'm a Lindy Ruff fan, and I it's not just because, you know, what he's done in Buffalo, but I think that all his players were held accountable and there was never an issue of a coach problem for what was your thirteen years, fifteen years, maybe more. Yeah. Uh, what you know, I 
I if it were me, I would I would bring Jason Tom. If I was Terry Bagula, I would bring Jason Tom Mill in the room and say, "Hey, who do you think you've been in this league a long time? Who do you think should be the head coach to bring us back?" If he if he says, you know, Lady Ruff should be the guy, shouldn't be the guy, then you move on from that. Uh, but you know, bringing Chris Taylor up, I, I don't know. That just seems like a lateral move. But I would not be against. Lindy Ruff being our head coach because he he holds the players accountable and they will have a system to run by and the best years the Sabres have had in the last twenty years is is when Lindy Ruff has been the coach. Well, I mean, I can't I can't argue with that. I mean, you're right on that aspect. Yes, in the last twenty years, the best years of the Sabres came under Lindy. I mean, half the other years they were tanking, and there's only two other guys that have had really shots since then. So, I don't know. I don't want Jason Palmaville making the decision on who the next head coach is. I respect Jason Palmaville, but I need my GM to make this decision. And the Trustman comparison is a little iffy because, I mean, he was, he got that Bears job off of his time in the CFL with the Montreal Alouettes. But before he was there in the CFL, like, he coached for 20 some years, I think, in North America. Like, he was here. He wasn't a Canadian football guy that just suddenly jumped over to the NFL. He was an NFL assistant. I got his career up right in front of me now. He was an NFL assistant for almost 30 years before he jumped to the CFL. And then he was there for a few years and then back to the NFL as a head coach. So, like, that's not the same. To me, like, this Gronberg guy, like, yeah, he started out. In North America, coaching in, in college and juniors, but he's become a prominent name. Not by that, he's become a prominent name because the dude's been coaching Sweden in Sweden for over a decade. So, I think you take the shot. If you fall on your face, you fall on your face. If you fail on your next coach hire anyway, you're getting fired. Right? Bontrell's not making it to a third head coach. Unless they rattle off cups at some point here, and then you want to move on after that, like if something happens way down the line, you're not making it to your third head coach. Some GMs don't even make it to their second head coach. So I would just want to take the risk. Swing for the fences. And to me, that's what one of these Swedish guys would be. To a lesser extent, what's what one of those college guys would be. There's another name I have not mentioned yet that I want to get to as well. We'll keep rolling through your tweets, your favorite idea, your least favorite idea for the next Sabres head coach. And... We got a playoff update. We've got a playoff update. Tampa Bay leads three to nothing at first intermission. They're legit. They are legit. And we have another scoring update. The New York Islanders. This is the Islanders, Goldhorn. They're up one to nothing on the Penguins just a few minutes in. Former Saber Robin Leonard getting the start. One nothing Islanders, three nothing Lightning. This playoff scoring update is brought to you by Fiegel and Carr. Your border attorneys. More on your thoughts for the best and worst idea for Sabres head coach. We'll roll through some of your tweets next. 803 is the phone number if you want to get it on the phone line. It's the Nightcap with Jody Biasi here on WGR. Now, if they want to be a little more risky and a little more uh, high ceiling, I would love to see Scott Sandlin, who is the current coach of Minnesota Duluth in the NCAA. I'd love to see him get a shot because he's been really great for that program. And even Ricard Gronborg from Sweden, he's 
you know, it's been a long time since we've had a, a European head coach in the NHL, and this is a guy who has paid his dues, and he does know the North American game. He actually played some college hockey uh, with St. Cloud, so that would be another option for me if they're, if Jason Botter is, is willing to go a little outside the box. There is Ken Campbell. Hockey News, not Ken Campbell, Ryan Kennedy of the Hockey News. On with the morning show earlier today, talking about Ronberg, my guy, my favorite idea. Also, the Minnesota Duluth coach. Got some out-of-the-box ideas. We do have a scoring update for you once again. The NHL playoffs are off and running with some offense here. The Pittsburgh Penguins have tied the game against the New York Islanders. This is the Penguins goal horn. Got all the goal, ho- goal horns in here. So hopefully by the end of uh, of the playoffs here, you'll recognize who's who. Phil Kessel with a shot that beat Robin Leonard in the slot. By the way, Jordan Eberle hit the first goal for the Islanders. So it is tied at 1-1 in the other game that's going on right now. The Lightning are up 3-0 on the Blue Jackets in the first intermission. NHL playoff scoring update brought to you by Fiegel and Carr, your border attorneys. We'll take a timeout. We'll keep running through some of your favorite and least favorite coach ideas. One I did want to get out of the way right here was Kevin Deneen. That's all it says, Kevin Deneen. I don't know if he means that as his favorite idea or as his least favorite idea. I don't know. A lot of these other guys, man, I just like I don't really have a strong opinion on them. I don't know if I'm supposed to. It's a lot of hockey coaches just sound like the same to me. Sound the same to me. And that's why I like the Gronberg idea, because that is not that's not the same. That's different. And to me, if you are gonna do the other stuff, like maybe you do just do Lindy. I don't know. I'm starting to warm up to that a little bit. Because I'll explain a little more in the next segment. But at like the end of the day, it sounds to me like if they're all kind of the same anyway, go ahead. Just make the fans happy and hire Lindy. Part of me is saying that. So I'm a little bit torn. 803 is the phone number if you want to get in on this. I'm going to rank the NHL Playoff Series 2 from, le- from least to most interesting. So I'll tell you what I think on that. Kind of my rundown of the series you should pay the most attention to. Because I do think there's a couple series that like you don't normally get. Well, you do normally get them in round one now. But I think there's a couple that are especially interesting uh, in the playoffs. 803 is the phone number. It's the Nightcap with Jody Biasi here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.